Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the February 22nd edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specification. In today's broadcast, We'll explore some weekly, key weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks, and then take a look at the Electrical Marketing's 2020 electrical market sales systems for the top 10 states and the top 10 metropolitan areas that showed some growth in a tough market. Let's take a look at those economic indicators right now. They are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rate count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast for 2021. We had a terrific response to the presentations last year, and we're delighted to be working with Champion Fiberglass to deliver them to you again in 2021. Let's first take a look at those unemployment claims at the state level. For this broadcast, I'm presenting the data in a little different format than in the past when we presented the weekly change in claims by each state. On a national basis, through December, the U.S. unemployment rate as a whole was 6.7%. That was unchanged from November, but it was up 3.6% from December 2019. Well, let's take a look at the map in this slide here. Uh, as you can see, the areas with the darkest blue had the highest unemployment rates. The lightest colors were le had less unemployment. Uh, the states with the highest unemployment levels were Hawaii at 9.3%. Nevada at 9.2%. You can kind of see the uh, problems they were having most likely in that travel and leisure area with the uh, COVID crisis. California came in number three at 9.0%. Colorado, 8.4%. New Mexico, 8.2%. And New York at 8.2%. The states that were faring much better and had the lowest unemployment rates were Nebraska and South Dakota, both tied at 3%. Iowa and Vermont tied at 3.1%. Utah tracking the national average at 3.6%, Kansas at 3.8%, and Alabama with a 3.9% for the top five of the lowest unemployment rates. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly. The latest data available through the week of February the 13th we had U.S. total weekly rail traffic was 480,483 carloads and intermodal units, which was up 0.3% compared with the same week last year. For the first six weeks of 2021, U.S. railroads reported cumulative volume of 1,368,116 carloads, which was down 2.9% from the same point last year. For intermodal units, which are those containers that you see on the backs of trains and uh, uh, trucks, total number, was 1,711,705, which was up 10.3% from last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first six weeks of 2021 was 3,079,821 carloads and, and intermodal units, an increase of 4% compared to last year. That's some pretty healthy numbers right there. We're also starting to see some healthy numbers when you break down the freight rail traffic by different product or freight categories. We're seeing some nice gains, and it wasn't all that many weeks ago that all of them were tracking in the red. Take a look at the chart here. We have quite a few that are showing some growth compared with last year. The freight categories on the plus side were grain, with the largest increase at 34.6% over last year. 
Intermodal units, as we mentioned before, up 10.3%. Chemicals up 3.8%. Farm products, excluding grain, up 3.2%. And metallic ores up 1.1%. As has been the case over the past year, coal is down this week at minus 12% compared to last year. Petroleum products were down even more year over year at 13.2% decline. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes recount, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available on the state, basin, and nationally at www.recount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. For some of our other podcasts, we usually look at the Baker Hughes recount on a week-to-week -week basis, but I thought it would be interesting to look at the fluctuation in the recount over the 10-year period for the three largest oil basins, the Permian and Eagle Ford in Texas, and the Williston Basin in North Dakota. As you can see, for this 10-year period, drilling activity peaked in these three basins in 2015. The Permian Basin, the nation's largest, regained quite a bit of activity through 2019 after bottoming out in 2016. It's currently operating at half of those levels from back then. Drilling activity in the Eagle Ford and Williston Basins have never quite hit the hearts they achieved back then. They have been tracking very closely in terms of the number of drilling rigs and, and, and in their trend line. With recounts uh, averaging around 200 uh, over the past year, it's hard to remember back at that in 2011 through 2015, the recount was over 1,000 for almost four years straight. Catastrophic failure of the Texas electrical grid may have pushed oil prices up a bit last week, but they have been steadily tracking up toward the $6 per barrel level over the past four months. The general rule of thumb is that the drillers can, in most basins can make money when oil hits this mark. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many industries when the, with the construction industry among the leading markets. That's because of its widespread use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices maintained their year-long positive move and crested the $3.80 mark last week. They've been on quite a tear over the past year, and they blew through that $3.30 per pound level that had been a point of resistance in the past. In our last presentation, we looked at the 10 largest states in terms of electrical potential and discussed their huge share of the electrical market. Today, let's look at the top 10 states in terms of year-over-year -year growth in 2020 from 2019. There are some big surprises on the list. In a very tough year, the states that showed the, some sizable growth in electrical sales potential as measured by electrical marketing newsletter were Missouri with an increase of $75.1 million, Virginia with a $75 million increase, Utah, which was up $63.8 million, South Carolina up $52.1 million, Alabama with an increase of $43.7 million, Maryland with an increase of $41.9 million, South Dakota up 17.6% million, and I almost forgot Idaho with up 33.8 million. Kentucky showed an increase of 12.1 million, and Kansas had an increase of 10 million. Most other states showed decline in sales potential from 2019 to 2020. Now let's take a look at the individual metros that showed some nice year-over-year -year growth in 2020. I found it to be a mix of MSAs that are often on the hot growth list, as well as some surprises. 
Topping the list, and this was a surprise, the Baltimore Columbia Towson MSA with an increase of 46.48 million. Boise, maybe no surprise there. It's always grown fast, it seems, in recent years. Boise was number two with 40.63 million, followed by the always up on any fast-growing list, Dallas Market for the Dallas Plano Irving MSA at 31.21 million, Kansas City at 28.4 million. That's my home market here, and no doubt, I think, in at least large part to the huge airport project that's underway right now. Other hot markets were the Cape Coral Fort Myers at number five with 20.61 million, followed by Provo Orem, Utah at 19.2 million. Coming in at number seven was Springfield, Missouri with 6.67 million. Miami Beach, Kendall at number eight with 15.63 million. Cleveland at number nine with a 14.57 million increase. In the Indianapolis, Carmel Anderson MSA up 4.36 million. Most other metros didn't show any growth at all in 2020. This concludes our presentation for today. Special thanks to the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy Podcast Series for 2021. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in this podcast series. Our next presentation will be on Monday, March the 8th. That's all from here from Electrical Wholesaling. Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief. Electrical Wholesaling Magazine and Electrical Market Newsletter. Stay well and look forward to talking with you again in two weeks.